It's the Melrose Place podcast where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the hit 90s TV series Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. I'm Dan. Let's get cracked. thought we were going to take a break you thought it was over you thought wrong we're right into season two episode one air date september 8th 1993 much ado about everything and let me tell you this episode has everything there was a lot ado uh these episodes aired on on wednesday at 9 p.m we're into season two now. It was up against Home Improvement um, and another show called Ned Blessing. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that yeah. supposed to be like a play on words or something? Yes, it's called Ned Blessing. I don't. I have no idea what that is. Ned Blessing, the story of my life. Oh, life and times. <laughs> story of my life and times. Who's Ned Blessing? I don't know. And then it was also up against um, Now with Tom Brokaw and Katie Couric on NBC. Wow. So this, this again, it aired right after 90210. 90210 is on at 8 and Melrose on at 9. So, um, and just to, just to give you a, a lay of the land here, the, the hot songs at this time was Dream Lover. By Mariah Carey. Oh! And uh, UB40, Falling in Love. Why? Oh! Falling in love with you. That's it. That's the one. Big movies that were out. True Romance. Oh, that's your favorite. Yeah, that's my jam. And like. The Fugitive, that was a big movie then. Nice. So yeah, that's um, that's a little snapshot of what's going on in the in the in the history books. So we begin this episode with a party at Melrose Place. This is the biggest party we've ever seen at Melrose Place. The most extras they've ever had. So many extras, you can tell like. Okay, we got money. We know what's up. They've been bankrolled, and they're like, just do your worst. And it's so many people, and these are all, all these people are here to celebrate a housewarming for Amanda, for her taking over the building. Yeah, now she owns the building. There's all kinds of ruckus, and uh, Billy, we get to a shot of Billy, like, just sitting in his window. Sitting in the window frame with his leg popped up, and... His converse on and nice white sock creeping up the side of his calf. Yeah, he gets on. Uh, he gets on his cordless phone, antenna up. Yep. <laughs> uh, Got to get the reception. And he calls Allison, and Allison's still at work. And he's like, "Yo, Allison, where you at? The party started. Everybody's here. Listen, uh, what's what's going on?" 
And she's like, I just have so much work to do, Billy. I'll try to make it back as soon as I can. So they hang up and then immediately the phone rings again. She goes to answer it thinking that it's Billy and she just answers being like, Billy, I told you, I'm trying my best to get out of here. I'm gonna fucking get you, bitch. And it's the stalker. It's the stalker. She freaks out. She hangs up and then she's like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving work. And yo, let me let me just interject here. Uh, work late at night is a lot less scary if you turn on some fucking lights in yeah, your office. Same deal from last episode. Black. It's I don't know what it is, but they turn off all of the lights and it's just one little desk lamp yeah, that she's working on. by. Yeah. Kick a light so on. She's terrified. She's running. She's trying to find an exit. The exit door is not working, which is not safe. I mean, if there's a fire. She ain't getting out of there. Yeah, it's not working. We see a shadow looming around the corner, and we think, this is it. Keith is going to do his worst. It is Keith, but he goes there under the guise of, hey, I was just uh, around. I went to your house, noticed that there was a party. You weren't there, so... So I came to your work. Yeah, weird. So weird. Suspect right off the bat, but she is relieved to see Keith. She runs to him, hugs him, tells him what's going on. He feigns this whole concern. Oh, gosh, this is just crazy, Allison. Here, let me take you away from here right away. Let's get you out of here. And guys, I don't understand. So this whole episode, we're trying to figure out if it's Keith. This scene... It's definitely Keith. I mean, we as the viewer know it's Keith from the like the get-go. But okay, so we're supposed to freaking yes, know. we like, know. Of course, it's we Keith, know guys. it's Keith, and that his whole motivation is he's trying to terrorize Allison, and he wants to be the knight in shining armor to be like, here I am. I'm gonna make everything better for you and make you feel safe, and. Uh, and it's working. <laughs> yeah. So now we go back to the massive party like no one's ever seen before at Melrose Place. Uh, Amanda is running around. She's got, uh, she's put Matt to work. Poor guy. He's like running around like a crazy person. She comes down the stairs with a, a handful of CDs and she's like, like a stack. It's probably like 20. Yeah. She's like, Matt, Matt. Put these on next. Yeah, she's she's ordering Matt around like he's just the help. And he'll take it. And Matt he's like, oh, it. yes, ma'am. And he runs uh, runs away. And then we see Matt, Joe. Matt just likes being useful. He's just happy to be there. He's just happy to help. He's like, you know what, guys? Let's put I don't, these hands to work. I don't get many lines, so just, just make me do actions. <laughs> so Joe and Jane are sitting up on the second floor balcony looking down at the party and we see that Jake is dancing with a very hot young blonde and getting very, very close. Was that dancing? I thought he was slow fucking by the pool. I mean, it was like grinding. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, like he's, they're all up on each other. And I'm thinking, okay, Just, we left it as it was kind of up in the air. Are they gonna, are they breaking up? What's going on? And... You can see that he's already like, okay, moving on to the next girl. How do you, like, continue eye contact for that long? I can't do that. They were very, very close to each other. Yeah, just forehead to forehead. Yeah. Like, eyes. <laughs> it was fucking uncomfortable. 
And I, I can give you I can give you about ten seconds in the eyes, and then I have to like look away. <laughs> it's just what too intimidating. It's just it's too personal. It's like go you go that, eyes a little bit, and then like get out of there. I think that's the reason that people <laughs> make eye contact, Dan. Now I'm just trying to look at you in the eyes to see. How. I don't do it for long. I just don't do it for long. It's weird. I don't want to stare. Just there's there's so much more to look at. You just look other places. <laughs> Your eyes are just darting around the whole room like he can't even make eye contact with me now. And I'm his wife. I've been with this guy for 11 years. Okay. Yep. Probably (laughs) in those 11 years, in those 11 years, he probably made eye contact for for seven and a half minutes. 24. (laughs) Maybe like 24 hours. Okay. So. Joe and Jane are commenting on this, um, saying, wow, he's moving pretty quickly. And even Joe is like, yeah, I was expecting a little bit of a cooling off period, but there he is on to the next. Who you thought it was. This is Jake Hansen. You don't put Jake Hansen. You don't choose a gun over Jake Hansen. (laughs) I guess not. Jake is the gun. Oh, God. He got two guns. Okay. Well, Allison and Keith show up at the party And Allison, of course, walks into Amanda and Billy dancing together, which is already kind of setting it off on a weird foot. And Allison sees Amanda. Amanda makes eye contact. And she's like, oh, hi. I already feel like I'm part of the gang. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. And we we skip something. Like, Amanda, like, runs up to Billy. And she's like, hey, are you avoiding me? Well, come on. Let's dance. And then Billy dances like... (laughs) Billy dances like, like a wet he, noodle. Like he just learned. No, like a wet noodle. Like he just is kind of like he yeah, dances like, like one of those those like air blow up things that are in front of like car dealerships <laughs> yeah, that are just having air pumped in, and then he's <laughs> dancing impressions. They right just now. sort of like gyrate. Yeah. So. Um, so of course Allison comes in and Amanda's like, where have you been? And Allison's like, well, Amanda, you gave me a ton of work to do over the weekend, which of course this was probably done on purpose by Amanda to have a huge party and be like, oh, how convenient. Allison can't make it because she has a million things to do at the office now. Mm-hmm. Now... Billy wants to now talk to Allison privately, away from Amanda, away from Keith. And Billy is sort of like, hey, what's he doing back here? And then Allison's defense of that is, well, what are you doing hanging around Amanda? And they're just, Billy's just like, look, let's tell them. Let's tell them what we're about. We're together again. And we'll tell them at this party tonight. And they're like, okay, after the party... We're both telling them so they know and they can back off. Right. Now, Jake and Joe, Joe suggests, she's like, well, I kind of want to go on a walk. So she goes on a walk with Jake. And they're walking, they're talking, and Joe doesn't take Jane's advice. And she wants, she pushes forward and says, I want to move in with you, Jake. You're so hot. You're so cool. You're the best guy ever. Oh, wait. That's just what I think. Yeah. I think you are just putting your feelings about Jake uh, in Joe's mouth. Sorry. 
Well, Joe is very much like, I'm ready for a commitment. Let's do this thing. So they're both very happy. They end up in the middle of a crosswalk, just, just arms around each other, down. just making out. And of course, they're impeding traffic. And this is a really happy moment for the two of them that they're deciding that they both want to commit to one another and they're moving in. Right. Now we have another shot of Matt tirelessly working this party. <laughs> He's like, I think he was like dragging a speaker. I know, like I think somewhere. He, like he had a blender. Drinks. He had a blender and he was like, drinks are in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> like he's working he's, the event. He's like making announcements. <laughs> Everyone, the bathroom is full. Please use the other bathrooms. Thank you. And we are out of ranch dip. So uh, Amanda is trying to get Billy alone, of course, for this entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Keith is trying to get Allison alone. So uh, Amanda enlists Billy to kind of help clean up and go up to her apartment to clean things up. Mm -hmm. And then we go into Amanda, Alice, excuse me, drink. Drink. Go into Allison's apartment and Keith is with her and he brings a big bottle of vodka. And one thing we forgot to mention, when they first got to the party, Keith goes and gets Allison a big glass of just straight up vodka because this is what she drinks now guys she takes a swig and she kind of has that like face where it's like oh that was hard she like takes it down and just goes ah perfect mm. and it's like oh this is the making yeah, of an alcoholic yeah she's really got grown fond of the drink since the martini she would refuse to drink yeah and so he's thinking all right i just gotta keep feeding her this alcohol he pours her a glass of vodka straight up vodka guys this must have been the equivalent of like four shots out of a bottle that looked like like the bottom shelf vodka. like he's thinking like zelko like like it's pawpaw it's bad guys it's like from a plastic bottle. Schlitz, and Schlitz Co. <laughs> and she refuses it, which this... Because she's already hammered. Well, she's pretty drunk, and she's droning on about Amanda. Amanda, Amanda. She's kind of unintelligible, just yeah. droning on about it. And then Keith, all the while, is just like staring at her in a really like rapey, weird way. Yeah, she passes out. And Keith is just like eyeballing her, like, mm, and it's yeah. like, okay, we know this is not headed for something good. Right now, Amanda, we're back to Amanda's place. She's trying to trap Billy like shit. She's like, oh my gosh, are you coming in? Come on, come on, come on, come in. Help me with this chair. He brings in the chair, and she's trying to put the moves on. And Billy, it just sounds like he's explaining, like. Why he didn't, like, close the refrigerator to his mother. No, I have to say, to his, Billy's credit... His I... voice was trembling. He's like, and we're together now, okay? And, oh. And then she had to coach him through it. She well, was like, do you, lo you love her? Okay, you're telling me you love her? And he's like... Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. No, I think that you are not giving Billy enough credit. pussy in this I scene. Guys, oh, you man. watch it yourself because Billy You're an does, apologist. Billy does say, uh, well, because, Amanda, we're going to be living so close to one another, I think it's really important for you to know, and I want to be very upfront about this, that 
I, that me and Allison are together. And she was like, together, together? Well, I guess I can read between the lines. And he says, I love her. Which I think was, that was pretty upfront. You should rewatch the scene again. His voice is like trembling with fear that he has to explain this to powerful Amanda. Okay, well then Billy is like, well, I'm hoping that we can still be friends. What do you think about that? And Amanda's like, I hate it. I hate it. But you and Allison have my blessing. And I'm like, that is so weird. And she she gives him a face touch, too. She's like, you have my blessing. (laughs) (laughs) She, like, rubs her fingers on his cheek. Yeah. It's weird. That was kind of a weird scene. But, guys, it gets even weirder in this next scene. So, Allison has passed out because she's partied a little too hard. And Keith takes it upon himself to pick her up and take her into her room. He places her on the bed with her face down. And then he begins to unzip her dress. So rapey. Me and Dan are sitting on the couch, like, screaming. We're like, oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, ew, man. And I'm like, she's not wearing a bra with that dress? That's a weird choice. And he's like salivating. Okay, then he starts making out with the back of, with her back. With her back. (laughs) With her back. He's like licking her back (laughs) and like French kissing it and being, and mind you guys. His facial expression is like, (sighs) yeah, really, Keith has morphed into like a psycho stalker crazy person. And guys, she's passed out. Yeah, man. Like, he is on the track to seriously violate her. Like, we are going down that road. And thank God, Billy knocks on the door. Yeah, Billy walks in, knocks on the door. He, like, wipes the saliva off and of her back. And then Keith's zips Keith's reaction her up. to this is even creepier. He's, like, in a cold sweat, almost. He puts the, puts the blanket over her, zips up her back, and then he's like... Oh, hey, hi, Billy. Uh, she passed out, so I was I was just tucking her in. And Billy can, like, see that this is really weird, and he's like, yeah, okay, I got it from here. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and go? And, and yo, for real, real life, I would be like, hey, what the fuck is this door doing locked? Get out of my apartment. Yeah. I never want to hear from you again. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. What are you doing? I don't know why they continue to let Keith just kind of like be in their lives. It's like when you break up with somebody, it's done. Then Allison wakes up. Hey, where'd where'd Keith go? I'd be like, well, here's what happened to Keith. I told him never to fucking come back here ever again because I walked in and the door was locked. And you were passed and out. And you were passed out. Who knows what the hell he was doing to you. So that's the end of that guy. Next. Well. What do you want What do you want for breakfast? This isn't Dan's world. This is Billy and Allison land. Ugh. And we'll, it gets crazier, guys. It gets crazier. So it's the next day. And Jane is bringing all of her stuff out. Why is she bringing her stuff to her car? Did they say that? She's like... 
all of these clothes that she keeps dropping on the ground. And, and Matt's Matt, like picking them up for and her. Matt's like helping because of course that's all Matt does this episode is like, hi, I'm your, your servant. What well, do you need done? You know why? It's be- there's a there's a big void to fill because Mr. K is not around and Michael Mancini isn't around. So you know Amanda's not going to be doing all this work around Melrose Place. So Matt has to... He's got to be fill in the gaps. He's got to fill in the gaps. Uh-huh. He's he's gonna be the pool boy. He's gonna be the maintenance guy. He's gonna be the helper. He's gonna help all the tenants. So he's he's running around trying to make sure Jane doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I guess she's just bringing clothes into her car. Yeah, maybe she's take taking him to work or something. And then my homie, my main man, Michael Mancini, pulls up. Doesn't even park in a space. Just. Freaking diagonal in the middle of the street. <laughs> middle of the street, guys. No one can get by. And he is guns blazing. <laughs> He's like, hey, Jane, what is this bullshit you just gave me? Divorce papers? Yeah. And she made it perfect. She, and she even says, Michael, I made it perfectly clear to you and Kimberly that I would be filing for divorce. This is it. You've made your decision once you decided to go to bed with her. And I'm done. It's like Jane got a haircut, and now she's got all the balls in the world. Yeah, I was thinking, I was looking at her, I'm like, something's different. That bowl cut is gone. Bowl cut's (laughs) gone. Now she's a firecracker, and Michael ain't having it. Yeah. And then I think, like, Matt tries to, like, say three words, and he's like, hey, Matt, shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, (laughs) well, Michael's like, don't you understand? I am a doctor. This is not going to fly. We're not getting a divorce. This is not going to hurt my career. And they're talking about mental cruelty. I guess because that's what she cited in the the papers in order to like I guess justify the divorce. I'm divorcing him because of mental cruelty. Well, that and this is referenced later on in the episode, but she basically went the really cheapy route, got just a quick and dirty, like she filed quick and dirty papers where it's like 50-50, that's it, we split it up, we sign these papers done and done we go our separate ways it's this over is bullshit jane i'm not signing anything yeah and he's and i'm like why what what do you expect michael he's not so into it that's what that's what michael jane is the same like okay well um you like it or not we're getting divorced see you later she hops in her car drives away and then matt tries to intervene and michael is like uh okay don't come at me with your little sanctimonious little lectures, okay? Like, I don't want to hear it. Side. Yeah, and he's like, uh, Michael is upset because everyone's taking Jane's side. He lost his apartment. He lost his friends. But it's like, you know what? You choose to really hurt somebody like that. That that's how it's gonna go. Like yeah. that's that's it, and then. Um, but Michael can't see that. He's all me, me, me. But what happened to me? Michael does apologize to Matt and says, I'm sorry, Matt. That was a little out of line. And then Matt stands up for himself and is like, actually, Michael, no. It's completely in line with how you've been acting lately. Mm. I don't even know who you are anymore. And he gets in his car and drives away as well. Wow. Yeah. Look at the balls on Matt. Look at that. So, next. So, Jake. Jake is packing boxes for Joe 
because he's under the impression that she's moving downstairs. And my question is, regardless of where y'all are moving, why are you guys packing boxes? Yeah, you can just, just move walk yourself. it down. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> walk it all down, man. And then Joe is like, okay, wait, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I just thought we could take a lot of Amanda's boxes, use them, put your stuff in, and bring them down. And she's like, why would I move into your apartment? Well, I thought we were talking about you moving in with me. And she's like, Jake, I have a two-bedroom apartment, and you have a one-bedroom apartment. Why would we do that? Jake, we've established that Jake is not a math guy. <laughs> he can't do his taxes. He's really bad at the books. That's why Joe's there. So she she lets him know that two is better than than one. And so she basically talks him into moving up with her. So um, they are completely in love again. We end this scene with them on the ground, just rolling around. Well, they, they flip a coin. Well, okay. She says, all right, we'll settle this by flipping a coin. And then they call it, and then she peeks at it, and obviously he won. And she was like, um, I won. Forget about it. Yeah, Joe, you're never always breaking the rules. Now, Michael shows up to this beautiful house right on the water. Looks just like the one Keith lived in. And I was thinking, like, is this the same house? Probably because is. it has a very similar, like, walkway to get back to the... I'm sure it is. Yeah. They're just, like, re- they rebranded it. <laughs> well, you know, Keith was sort of done with Keith, episode 20 of season one. And no one really watched those anyway. <laughs> so we'll just rebrand this as Michael's new place. So, so they Michael rolls up. Um, it's a sort of cool scene because we don't know that Kimberly's in there also looking at this place. And it's just like, surprise, Michael's going from one relationship to the other. I've never seen Kimberly this excited. It's like, it's like she's a new character. Yeah, she's great. I, I really feel like Kimberly breathes so much life into this and she's so real. Yeah, they put, I feel like they invested way more in her. Like they well, made her, they made her hotter. They made her like. It's... No, I think this is just a testament to Marsha Cross as an actress. I think that she really gives the character of Kimberly Shaw a, like a very well-rounded and real. She presents her in a real way. Yeah. And she's so, just excited. She's so excited. She's like, Michael, okay, I know it might be a little frivolous. It's on the beach. I get it. But this is all I've ever wanted. I've wanted a house like this. It's fully furnished. I've saved so much. I know it's a great price with the both of our incomes. We can make it work. What do you say? And he's like, when do we move in? Yeah, it's, uh, he's like a little ki- He's the daddy and she's like the little kid. Yeah, so they, they it's established that they're going to be moving into this place, and um, she jumps on him. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Michael, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he's eating it up. He's just eating it up. He's like, side chick is now numero uno. <laughs> so the next scene, we have a close up of two martinis on a tray being walked over to a table, and immediately it's like, well, that's going to Allison. Uh, but did you notice no olives on here? No olives, just vodka. Just straight up vodka. And why? Why? Why is this happening? Why? Why is she out with Keith? 
Yeah. Who knows? Who who sanctioned this? It's I'm not, so I'm not, weird. I, I'm not saying that like she has to like let, tell Billy everything or like get Billy's approval, but like why is this going down? It is weird. I think that it, it's weird that Allison really does need to take a little bit of responsibility here when she decided to get into a relationship with Billy she really needs to cool it with Keith and the same could be said for Billy too. Keith and Allison are out to dinner and this is when Allison is going to lay it on Keith to let him know that her relationship has developed with Billy and she says the, in, in, in the weirdest way. Into a romance. Yes, <laughs> a romance. It's a romance. <laughs> And Keith tries to play it off like he's like, well, I, I kind of had a, a feeling. But you can tell that just under the surface, the rage is just bubbling up. He's just like, I I understand. I understand. And they're like, and if, he is like, so I guess this means we can only be friends. And then she's like, yeah, I'd really like that. And then Keith is like, don't worry about it. I figured it out myself. And... Allison is just like, well, I can take care of myself, and there's Billy. And then Keith gets all weird and creepy again and tries to grab her hand and is like, can I admit that I'm disappointed? I'd do anything for you, Allison, Billy or not. So weird. Yeah. Just, ah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it's like, great. So now we cut to, we're back to Melrose Place. We're at the pool. It's a, it's a girl's powwow with uh, Jane in the pool with a kickboard. So it's Jane, Joe, and Amanda. And Amanda is just, she's, there's blood in the water again. And she's like, you need to take everything from Michael in this divorce. You need to go after his future earnings. And Jane is just like... Amanda, no, this is not me. I don't want to do that. I would just like to get it over with and just be done with this. And that's when Allison appears. And the girls all say, Allison, come and join us. And she tries to hide a bottle of champagne and mm -hmm. says, oh, I've been working so late. I've got to go, go home and just finish up some work I'm doing. And you see Amanda's face, which is like, oh. She's like, I know you're going in there with Billy. And, and that's exactly what's up. Allison opens the door. Billy has candles. How many? There's so many candles in He's this got house. A lot of candles. I, how can you amass a collection? I, there must be over a hundred candles. I mean, Billy's got a good job now. He's just spending it all on candles. Candles are the number one commodity that Billy is getting. Yep. Allison gets in the house. She's like, Billy, I told him. I told him that we're together. Let's celebrate. And he's like, Nah, let's do it. So they like kiss their way to the bedroom and strip down. It's a, it's a very it's a hotter scene than when they first ever did it. Yeah, I will say that these two have a lot better chemistry this time around, and I think this might be because the actors Andrew Shu and Courtney Thorne Smith Smith did have a real life relationship. Then maybe yeah, maybe they were having their thing now. Yeah, so yeah, they've had a little bit of practice in real life. They yeah. know. And then Allison always has a way of, like, fucking up, like, romantic moments. And she asks Billy, 
are the sheets clean? Why would you ask that? He's like, uh, yeah, you did my laundry yesterday. She says the oddest shit. She's like, oh, I guess our relationship is backwards. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, Allison, have you ever had sex? Like, well, stop talking no. about this. Dan, remember she did say a few episodes ago that she only has been with a college boyfriend and Keith. So Billy's number three. He she doesn't have a lot of experience. And they're on the bed, they're doing their thing, and then the phone starts to ring. We cut to Keith sitting in a motel room. He's got a cloth over the receiver of the phone so that ready he can muffle up his voice. Yeah, ready to do his I'm gonna kill you, bitch. I'm gonna get you. But Nobody answers the phone because Billy and Allison are so into each other. It doesn't even go to a machine. It just rings and rings and rings. And we can tell with each ring, Keith is getting more and more perturbed until finally... Guys, Keith turns into the Incredible Hulk. Guys, this is the best scene of the entire episode. He, like, for real, I think that, like... This the actor that plays Keith can just like sweat on command <laughs> because I shit you not I shit you not guys I just got I just got a new TV I got a 4K TV I'm very proud of it and <sighs> like I can we can see like the definition on these people and he for real he goes from just straight up regular Matt. to like sweating Gli- more than glistening i mean yeah, it's he's, dripping he's wet and he's like <laughs> he's like clenched fist he's walking around he's looking in the mirror he's like me and jenny were like oh my god what has happened what what is he de- now he's turning around no is he gonna punch the wall yeah guys i like i could not stop laughing like this we was, had to pause it we had to pause like, it for probably three and we minutes we had to watch it like four different times he, so he, he almost punches the wall <laughs> we, th- we think that's gonna happen but no not at all he turns around very quickly and just <clears throat> fucking bashes his head into the television he headbutts the tv guys and then he like looks in the mirror. He looks in the mirror. It looks like he's gonna cry, but then he starts getting mad. And then he gives you this smile, like he just ate a baby. <laughs> he is next level psycho stalker crazy. He turned it over. He turned it into the hole. <laughs> and Jenny was like, "What?" It. Jenny was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "He headbutted the TV." <laughs> Oh my fucking god, he had butted the TV. <laughs> and she's like, he did what? I'm like, you're watching the same show I am. <laughs> he had butted the TV, guys. Guys, please watch. Please watch it. He split, oh. his, he split his head open. Yeah. It's, it's blood running. You forgot running. to mention blood is running, down, running, his running face, down his face. And he just starts smiling in the mirror. Oh God! I mean, this is what this is what this is what we signed up for. Yeah. Oh God! The, if I could just see that scene over and over again, so it the, just fills me in my heart. So the next scene, Billy is like tra la la, arms swinging off to work, <laughs> and then sitting in the car just lurking is now Keith with a bandage over his hip head, and I'm thinking, hey man. 
You did, probably didn't have to just bust your head. You could you pretend just, just, throw the, just throw the bandage on there, man. Okay. I well, mean, you're in Hollywood. <laughs> you can hit up a makeup artist, do you up something nice. You really didn't have to go all out. He, well, Dan, I don't that that begs the question, was this all part of the plan or did he just he was so upset he had fun in the TV? Yeah, might have just been impulsive. He came- <laughs> He's just like, fuck this. I am so mad she didn't pick up for me to yell bitch in the phone. Let me go hit my head <laughs> on the TV and then laugh about it. <laughs> I think that that. You okay? <laughs> I love that scene. So. This is a top five moment for me. Oh God! Okay. It's gotta be. It's up there with Paul. When Paul's like, "Hey, baby, uh, did you get my roses?" Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> so Billy goes to work. Keith's lurking. Um, he then, shows up at Allison's door. So, yeah, Allison's getting ready to leave herself. She opens the door, and Keith is just standing there, all creepy crazy-like. And he's like, hi, they got me too. <laughs> and Allison's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I went to the cops. Uh, they got me with the same tire iron they got Billy with, and I made a file to police report. You got to take off work, and you got to go there with me. Immediately. And I'm thinking, okay, this is it, guys. He's going to take her. This is how he's going to get her to go with him. And now he's going to, like, murder her somewhere. But no, he actually takes her to the police department. Takes her to the police department. She takes off work. Now, like, Allison starts feeling more safe. And she's, like, thankful to Keith for, for, like, forcing the issue and and actually going to the police and uh then he starts to like pretend he's well maybe he's not pretending because he he really (laughs) really really did bash his head on the tv so he gets like a dizzy spell (laughs) he gets like a dizzy spell and she's like oh no no i'm taking you back to your uh to your hotel to your uh, honeymoon suite that looks like a freaking motel (laughs) looks like freaking howard johnson's (laughs) yeah so, so so she takes him there and then um now we cut over to Jake and Joe. Jake Jake's stuff is moving in. He's, it's all over the place. Joe starts freaking out. She's like, "You have so much stuff. Where was all of this stuff?" And Jake's like, uh, "I have closets." You didn't ask. <laughs> and then um Joe is like, "Okay, well I have to take a shower. Well, where are we going?" Um, I don't know where you're going, but I'm going out with the girls, which I thought, like, hey, oh, that's a real bitchy thing to say. Like, yeah. you almost had my nomination for Bitch of the Week just because of that. Yeah, don't talk to Jake like that. That's mean. You, you know, could have been like, oh, I have plans. Don't you know that hurts our feelings? So she goes to take a shower. And of course, there's a carburetor all laid out in the bathroom. And he's like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. And she's like, oh, my God. And this is just establishing that they're having troubles for their moving in together. It's hard for them to mesh. Mm-hmm. Now, Allison comes home. She's like, Billy's there. He's like, hey, what's up, girlfriend that I love? Where the hell you been? She's like, I've been in the, been to the, the police station with Keith. Uh, it's really going down. We gotta, She's locking all the windows, locking all the doors. And Billy, from the jump... 
is like putting it together like this is all bullshit. And what really tips him off is she says the police believe that he was attacked with the same tire iron as what you were attacked with. And then Billy's like, what tire iron? Like he, this is the first he's ever heard of a tire iron. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she kind of doesn't pick it up. And he, and the girls drop by and. Right. Like, are you ready, Allison? We're going to Provino's. And Allison's just like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. And Billy sees this as an opportunity to get her out of the house. And is like, Allison, no, you should go. Business as usual. Go out with the girls. I'll stay here and um, have a good time. So they go. They're at the restaurant. They're talking. Jane's, Jane's sort of shooting the shit about life without Michael and how, like, now she has to split all her recipes and for, for one, and and uh, they're chit-chatting. And then, lo and behold, Michael Mancini and Kimberly walk into the restaurant. And it cuts over to them. They say, my, uh, Kimberly's like, hey, Jane's over there. Do you want to leave? And Michael's like, baller, no, I ain't leaving. She wants a divorce. She's got to get used to seeing me around. And then How is that ballin'? I mean, he he's basically just like, I'm gonna do me. She wants a divorce. That doesn't mean that I can't go to restaurants that I want to go to. Okay, so Jane has a very similar reaction. All the girls take notice of Kimberly and Michael. And the girls are like, you know what? Maybe we should go to a different restaurant down the street. We haven't even ordered yet. And Jane says, no. I'm going to be here. I don't want to leave. I don't want to disrupt this. We're here. So the girls try to change the subject. And then Amanda asks Allison, how did your doctor's appointment go the other day? (laughs) What a weird question to ask in front of like other people. And Allison's like, well, it was just routine. And then Amanda keeps complaining about how she can't get anybody to do photography correctly. And Joe is like, uh, uh, hi, remember? I'm a photographer. I Remember I took those naked shots of your client? <laughs> so while this is all going down, uh, Jane is just kind of by Stewing. herself and just upset. And she gets up, runs to the bathroom, and throws up. Yeah. She's so upset. Poor Jane. So then we cut to Billy going to Keith's hotel. Now, my question is, number one... How does Billy know what hotel Keith is staying in? And number two, how does he know what room number he is in? Mm, maybe Allison told him. I mean, I know that the front desk person is pretty prying when Keith checked in. Like, he pretty much got he, his he, life story. He told the guy everything. Maybe so, he's got loose lips. Maybe, but I thought that was kind of weird because I, I kind of work in the outskirts of the hotel industry and typically they are very, very private about any guest information. They don't give that out to anybody. So Not in 93. Maybe it was different. I don't know. So, so Yeah, Billy goes in there and he's basically like, hey man, tire iron, huh? Funny, because I never said anything about a tire iron. And he and Billy says, well, it's really weird. In my police report, they just wrote blunt force object. So tire iron, that's interesting. And it's weird. I get attacked from the back and you get attacked from the front. And 
Keith is kind of seeing through all of this and is like, Billy, what are you trying to deduce here? What are you trying to say? Oh, I'm not saying anything. I just came out because I was concerned about you. And I'm just like, come on, Billy. Yeah. If you want to confront the dude, do it. Don't be yeah. passive aggressive about it and go there and play these little games. And be like, bro, you're the stalker. Like, leave my girlfriend alone. Get out of here. He doesn't do that. He plays this little game. Yeah. Go back to go back to Seattle. Free the manatees. Go and save the seals. <laughs> and, and and leave us alone, Aquaman. But basically Keith just kicks Billy out and this is just yet another thing that just gets Keith upset and, and puts in, uh, his next plan in motion. So now, new haircut, new, new look Jane shows up at the doctor's with a thicker dossier of divorce papers. Right, and this was a very weird scene because we're at the break room of the hospital and Michael <laughs> is in the middle of telling a joke. <laughs> I don't know where this was going. And Jane walks in and the moment his co-workers see Jane, everyone just gets up without a word and runs out of the door. <laughs> like they Jane, know it's coming. she commands people to exit. So, like Dan said, she has a thicker folder, and she's like, well, Michael, you wouldn't agree to the quick 50-50 split of the divorce. Now, I've hired a real big divorce attorney, and I'm going to try to take you for everything you're worth. She's coming for it all. And, of course, Michael, Michael. tries to protest this. Michael says, Jane, this isn't you. Why are you doing this to me? And Jane's like, well, maybe you didn't know me very well. I guess I didn't know you very well. I didn't think you'd ever sleep with somebody else. So this is the new me. And I got to say, I love this new Jane. Feisty Jane. Yeah. She needed a little boost. Everyone's got a little shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Now. They're a like a little bit more. Yeah, it's faster. It's, it's there's way more edginess. Yeah, it's great. So now, next scene, Keith. It's the broad daylight. We're in broad daylight. <laughs> this Keith, is a great scene too. Keith walks up to a person who is very near a leaf blower, and uh, opens up his wallet. Not discreetly at all. So hands him a stack of cash and says, "Make sure this happens at seven o'clock, eight p.m. Eight p.m. Be there. You know what to do." But all the while, there's just the sound of a leaf blower, so we only hear eight p.m. You know what to do. But I'm thinking, oh, he's ordering a hit on Billy. Like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> when I see this going down, I'm like, oh, he's going to kill Billy. This is it. He's going to get Billy out of the way. Um, but we see what this skeevy man is mm -hmm. being hired to do a little bit later in the episode. Yep. So Michael, he comes back to the beach house. Uh, Kimberly's like, oh, hi, Michael. How you doing? Hi. I love you. What are you up to? And Michael's a little down. He's like, hey, Kimberly, I got I to gotta let you know the, the wife is coming at me with everything. I'm not going to have a lot of money. We've got to really keep this shit under wraps. You can't have your car here. No one can know you live here. They're, they're coming from my stuff. And... 
we forgot to mention, Kimberly is like all clad in silky lingerie. She's got the music going. She's got a fire burning in the fireplace. This is essentially their first night in their new house. She's got everything unpacked. She's probably spent her whole day waiting for him to come in. He walks in the door and she's like, Michael, I've been practicing this toast all night. And he just cuts her off and is like, oh, actually. And you said it a lot more eloquently than what he did. Yeah. He was like, uh, Kimberly, so Jane's really going to come after me. So you, no one can know that you live here. We got to hide all your stuff. Nothing can be in plain sight. All your clothes, we got to hide them or we got to get them out of here. You can't park your car here. If you're here and everybody comes here, you got to say you're just visiting here. Oh, and by the way, I can't pay the rent. So, uh, so yeah. And, yeah. That's where we are. And Kimberly is like, Hey, you know what? No problem. I love you. I lay low. We, and we shouldn't be shocked that this is how Michael is with her because this is how he was with Jane. Jane would set up nice things for him and, and get everything prepared and he'd come in and he'd be like, I can't. No, you're right. I can't fucking do this. You're right. So this is typical Michael and and instead of the response that Jane would normally give him, with which is like some pushback... Uh, Kimberly is like, you know what? I'm I'm down. I got some loot. I can float you through this hard time. And you just don't worry about it. And I Michael, love you. I don't care what it costs. And Michael's like, sweet. So we cut over to Joe and Jake and they're eating dinner. They're not talking. And, and Jake is just eating his food. And you can tell that... Joe is getting more and more annoyed with each second that goes by. And she finally bursts out by saying, see, this is what I was afraid of. We're sitting here at dinner. We have nothing to talk about. And we've only been living together for two days and we've already run out of material. I knew this was going to happen. Um, I was enjoying the food. Ever think of that? <laughs> So you can tell Joe is a little on edge. She's kind of not digging the situation that they're living together. Yeah. And Jake's like, look, just chill the fuck out. There's a phone call. Joe gets up to answer it. And Amanda is on the other line. I need Jake now. I have an emergency is what she says. Yeah. And then Joe's like, "Uh, we're eating dinner. And then something is said. And she's like, all right, I'll send him. Amanda is basically like, it will just take a minute. He needs to come up here right now. She's like, I'll send him up. So Jake comes up. Amanda thinks it's just Jake, but Joe comes too. And Joe is like, what's the emergency? It sounded like something was on fire. And Amanda says, oh, my TV is just really heavy. I need Jake to pick it up and put it on this table. So he does it. And Jake kind of likes it. He kind of likes being, like, needed like that. And um, Amanda sort of looks at Joe or just says, like, huh, it's good to have a handy guy around. Like that. Which really sets it up for down the road for um, another triangle of a push-pull jealousy between Joe and, and it's all over Joe's face. Like, she sees, okay, this girl is now moving in on my man. Mm-hmm. But Joe got a gun. Oh, she does. She ain't afraid to use it either. She is not. So, we 
go back to Billy and Allison's house and Billy comes back to the apartment and he is irate. He ha feels like he's cracked the code. He's been researching all day on stalking cases and he's found that the one consistent thing is that usually a stalker is either a spurn lover or somebody that feels that they've been rejected and they're lashing out and they want to hurt the person that they're stalking. And he's like, this is cookie cutter Keith. This is it right now. And Allison's just like, are you insane? What are you talking about? He tries to explain the tire iron situation, but at that very moment, who shows up? Keith. He's right there all the time. And he's like, oh yeah, we were just talking about you. You're the stalker. So this is when Billy has had enough He's ready to let Keith have it. He starts just going on and on about how Keith has to be the stalker. He He's, has a great line coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he explains the tire iron situation and is like, just admit it. You're, you're doing this. You're terrorizing Allison. Get out of here. And then at that very moment, the phone rings. And then Billy says, don't worry. I'll get it. I know who it's not. And he picks up the phone, and there's a voice on the other end saying, I'll kill them all, you bitch. And we cut to the skeevy weird guy that... Who got the cash Keith by the leaf blower. paid by the leaf blower. It seems that he wasn't ordering a hit at all. He just wanted this guy to call the apartment while Keith was there to establish that he was not the one that has been making these terrorizing, threatening calls. And Keith, man, you paid too much. Paid way too much. You got to do the Joe route. Don't pay him anything. <laughs> Go to a homeless person, take their photo. <laughs> or do the Jake route and just pay him in a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Do, their, do your bidding that way. So the funny thing that I noticed is it's Billy who answers the phone. He kind of gives them both a knowing look like, oh, it's the weird stalker person. And who does Allison fall into the arms of? Not her boyfriend. She turns to Keith and just collapses in his arms, crying. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. But I guess she, I guess she does this because she feels like Billy is against against them and then it's sort of an us versus us versus them no one believes us but we're being attacked keith and allison so allison walks keith out to the car and they leave billy and keith makes some kind of remark like oh i'd like to go back to my hotel now if that's all right with you billy and billy's like whatever keith why don't you go fucking hit your head on another tv <laughs> go ahead buddy. <laughs> appliance yeah so psycho it this episode ends with allison and keith walking out to the parking lot and billy just standing in the doorway watching them go kind of with this perplexed look on his face like i thought i knew it like i thought i had it and i gotta say i feel like andrew shoe like i feel like billy as a character we're getting more from him. He took a class or something. I feel like he summer. did. Yeah, I maybe mean, he got a coach. I really do. Billy has, this episode has been so much, like, not as grating on me as he typically is. Yeah. 
Well, he was involved a lot more. I don't know. I think Billy's turning a... I have a feeling come episode seven, we're going to be like, Billy's our favorite! Mm. (laughs) Sorry, that's never going to happen for me. So, that's the end. Let's recap this thing. Joe and Jake move in together. Amanda lives at Melrose Place. Kimberly and Michael move in together. Allison is still being stalked. Billy and Allison make their relationship known to their ex-lovers. Jane serves up them divorce papers. Keith is next level psycho stalker. And Rhonda is dead. (laughs) Guys, Rhonda was not in the opening credits at all. I think we kind of all knew she wasn't coming back just because of, you know, the chatter that everyone that we've seen, we kind of knew that this was going to happen. But not one character even made mention of her not being there. They're just done. She's she's gone. Maybe they'll say something. I want to know what happens to Rhonda. She got married. We'll see. She got married to T-Money. We'll see. Now they live on an island. By themselves. Yeah. So, uh, a couple 90s moments for me. Uh, Amanda's heavy-ass television that was big old tube okay and that was another thing for me too the fact that you could hit your head on a tv like that and inflict that much damage yeah i mean those TVs used to be heavy those old box tvs oh yeah i remember having one that was like it seriously weighed probably 50 pounds Mm -hmm. and now i mean you know you have a 60 inch and it's like 10 pounds yeah it's so light i've got a Crazy weirdo guy calling on a payphone. Of course. And another thing about that, picking up the phone and you thinking that you know who's on the other line and guessing. I remember I used to do this where like you, you might be talking to somebody and then they call right back and you're like, yeah, mom. And then it's somebody else because you don't have caller ID. You don't know. Yeah. That's very 90s. Uh, Amanda... Handing Matt all those damn CDs. Yeah, that was a good one. And who could forget Joe's gorgeous pearl choker? Gotta love that pearl choker. Gorgeous. All of these episodes have a lesson. We're going to find them. Jenny, what's your lesson? Don't be friends with your exes. When you break up, that's it, guys. You say... We're broken up. We're not seeing each other. This whole, oh, let's be friends. Okay, no, that doesn't happen. Not in, maybe when you're in middle school, that's the case. But when you're a young working professional that's like navigating the path of your life, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be friends with my ex-boyfriend and still keep him around and try to date somebody else. That is weird. Yeah, can't be, I can't say that I'm a fan of, Having I mean, ex-friends. I'm like, be cordial to them. If you see them out and about, there's nothing wrong with saying hello and catching up. But having them in your day-to-day business, no. Nah. No. Not for me. And honestly, if they were a little bit better just cutting them off, then these storylines wouldn't be happening. Nope. So, I mean, I love the storylines, so maybe I'm wrong. My lesson is don't move in too fast. And that goes a long way. Like, if if Allison didn't move in too fast with Keith, this would have never happened. If Jake didn't move in too fast with 
Joe, they wouldn't be having their little problems. Um, Amanda moved in very fast into Melrose Place, thinking maybe she could get Billy, but at the moment, it appears that she can't. And Keith is moving in very fast (laughs) on Allison's life and, and safe space. So, every week, we nominate the bitch. It's time for Bitch of the Week. Woo! I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 The season finale, Jenny nominated Brett as the bitch. (laughs) And I nominated Joe as the bitch. And this was a close one. It was down to the wire. But with 57% of the vote, Brett was the bitch of the week. <gasps> yeah! So Jenny, Thank you, guys. Jenny, you win. People were not pleased with Brett. Now, this week, my bitch of the week is Allison Parker. What? Here's why. Allison. Oh, sweet, sweet Allison. How dare you fall into the arms of a guy that you left in Seattle in the middle of the night? How dare you sleep with Billy, say that you love him, tell Keith that you love him, and that it's over, and then take his side on everything. Go out to dinner with him on your own and like take him back to his apartment, to his hotel. It's a bitch move, man. It's very bitchy of you. Very bitchy of you to not hang out with your girlfriends and just come home with that bottle and go straight up into your room. It's fucking bitchy. And then you just you just leave him in the dust when he makes a little mistake. Don't you think that people can be working in cahoots with others? Like, there could be more than one stalker. It could be a team. Like, you got to give Billy the benefit of the doubt. You're a bitch. Okay, well, you laid out a very nice argument there, but I'm going to have to disagree. I think the bitch of this episode is Dr. Michael Mancini. Here's why. Michael has been cheating on Jane for several weeks, if not months, and now it's all out in the open. Okay, we can get past it. Jane wants a simple, quick divorce, but Michael can't give it to her. Why? I think it's because of his pride. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. He wants to continue to be married to Jane. Why? I don't know. Just to torture her maybe? And then continue to have his side chick. Not cool. When Jane wants to make it official and be as nice as possible about the situation where it's just a 50-50 split, they just walk away, he makes a huge stink about this and is like, now, what do you expect, Michael? What do you want? Do you want to continue to be married to Jane and then living with Kimberly? That's not cool. And that's such a bitch move for you to try to turn it around on Jane when the whole time you've been two-timing her. 
And then later on in the episode, when it's revealed that because he wouldn't just sign the papers and get it over with and just give Jane the divorce, that he wants to just string her along when Jane really goes for the jugular, that he goes to Kimberly, the one woman that's trying to stand by his side and say, you know, I love you. I'm going to be here no matter what. He's like, look. I know this is your dream. This is the house that you've always wanted to live in. But we got to pretend that you're not living here. You need to take all your stuff out of here. Why can't she be the one living there? And then you have to pretend that you're not living there. Why does it have to be that way? She's the one that's going to be paying for the rent there. That is classic Michael, narcissistic, selfish, mean bitch. Somebody need to send him some whore flowers. Uh, he be- yeah, and a bitch card. <laughs> and I know you guys will send him a bitch card by nominating him and voting him bitch of the week because he is. Damn. So, Daniel, of course, we always rename these episodes because why not? It's fun. And this episode was called Much Ado About Everything. But I think we can do better. What, are, what would you call it? I'm renaming this episode, Making a Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, best, you know, hands down, like, Keith, you're like a guest star on this show. You're a guest star on the show and you stole the season opener. Oh my God. I could watch that scene of him headbutting the TV over and over and over again. Don't worry. I'm putting that on Instagram. You can watch it over and over and over again. That's all I want to see. Dude. Oh God. He was so good. The the makings of a murderer right (laughs) now. Very aptly named, Dan. I've got to hand it to you. I really, really love it. Mine not as clever. I said... Moving day. Because mm. everybody's freaking moving in with one another. Yeah, I was going to do something about moving. But making a murderer is great. <laughs> awesome. So, predictions. predictions. Um, I think Keith is going to commit suicide. <laughs> I really do. I think it's happening in the next episode. What? Remember, my prediction for this episode was that he murders somebody. <laughs> I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I think he's going to just off himself. Okay. And uh, I think Amanda is going to get even more flirtier with Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. I think Amanda now is going to move in on Jake. I think that Billy is old news and that she's got a new guy in her sights. I don't think Keith is going to kill himself. I think he's really going to try to have Billy murdered. (laughs) I think that he sees Billy as the one thing that's standing in between him and Allison. And if he could just eliminate Billy, then he could have Allison. I think Michael is going to lie about the whole relationship with Kimberly and try to turn everything around on Jane to try to fight this divorce lawyer in an attempt to get away from paying anything to Jane. So I think that he's going to just further throw Kimberly under the bus and not own up to the fact that they're a relationship and they're a couple. He's just going to lie, lie, lie like he always does. And I'm just really curious, how are you going to explain Rhonda? Are you just going to say she got married? Are you just going to have... Let it go. <laughs> let it go. I, I mean, I really... I, I know... You, I You guys know I really wanted to see a Melrose Place wedding. Like, 
I could see it now. Rondo walking down the stairs in a white dress. This is all I wanted. I told you, Terrence is not going to pay. He's a, he's a baller. He's not going to have a wedding at a freaking apartment complex. Dan, I don't know. Terrence has done some really questionable stuff. It's not stuff. happening. Rhonda's gone. Forget about her. She's <laughs> done. It's a wrap. Jeez. It's over with Rhonda. Well, only time will tell, guys. No, everyone's telling you she's gone. It's well, over. okay. We'll see. People we'll will see. tell. People will tell you she's gone. Well, um... We, we got we got a ton of social media activity after we did the the uh, season the, the finale. season finale of season one. I uh, want to thank uh, Gaspacho Jones again, the only fan who actually sent me some virtual spray painted black flowers. Dan was so excited when he got those black roses. Yeah, on Twitter. Gaspacho, you've opened up Pandora's box. He sent he sent a, a tweet that was like happy completion of season one and it was just spray painted flowers black. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was awesome. Um then uh Amanda Amanda she she tweeted us and just said uh Dan's justification of Joe being bitch of the week is basically a love letter to Jake. Uh, yeah, I think we've seen that in this episode too, Amanda. Uh, That's, I think Dan just has a hardcore man crush on Jake and all he wants to do is see Jake in every single frame of this entire, everything. It's all true. Why fight it? I love you, Jake. I love yeah, you, buddy. Yeah. And then we got an awesome, awesome question from... Mish Ruby. Uh, she says, Hey guys, so excited for season two. I do have a question for you though. Do you think the plan for Keith the whole time was for him to end up as cr- as a crazy mofo stalker? Or do you think the writers decided to do that as the show went on? I definitely didn't get that vibe from him when we first met him and got to know him. Loving the podcast as always. You guys rock. Jenny's laugh is the best. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank you. And I LOL every time Dan does Billy. (laughs) Um, Well, I've got to say that I think that the writers really took this opportunity to, like, make make a murderer, as Dan said. I totally agree with you that in the beginning, I thought that Keith was, like, a guy that was like, let's save the whales. And he had none of this like crazy stalker in him. I think that they just, the writer saw an opportunity to make an insane storyline and thank God they did. So you don't, so you're saying you don't think that season one, they cast him with this story. Heck arc no. Implant. Yeah, I, don't think I think so we either. found uh, in just watching some interviews with Darren Starr about season one, that they did plan a lot of opportunities. For instance, Amanda was only supposed to be on one or two episodes, but she was so good that they made a place for her. So I think that, that's kind of, they're just kind of seeing what they're getting and working with the material that the actors are giving them and and just building from there. I will say, however, there were if you go back and watch season 1 or listen to our podcast, there were plenty of occasions where Keith was grabby and Allison v- visually like had like a reaction to to that so like the character keith that was in him 
from the jump. Like when she broke up, he would remember he like grabbed her by at the house. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what the fuck? And like kind of pulled away and was scared. And like he's always he he was aggressive. Uh, he had a big argument with Amanda at the at dinner. When when they had like a double oh, date, I remember. and she like called him out. She's like, "Frankly, I want to leave." And he was like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, So, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe after all that stuff, maybe he did like a sort of a, a Heather Locklear thing and like added all that in. And then later they were like, "Hey, can what's your range like? Can you like go crazy? <laughs> can you sweat on the yeah." <laughs> Hey, can you can you headbutt this television for me? I just want to see how that looks. <laughs> can we just do a test? Can we do a test? Yeah, can you sweat on command? If you can do all those things, I got about ten more episodes for you, buddy. But well, I mean, he's great. He's great. I mean, God, he's milking it for all it's worth. I know I could go on for days talking about how much I want to watch this scene over and over again, but. Good job. We got to thank all everyone for supporting us and um, watching along with us and all of your activity and your comments and um, the engagement that we get from you is really fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. We love doing this. Love it. Glad to be back. Season two. Hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at MelrosePod. Uh, email is MelrosePod at gmail.com. Ask us questions. We'll try to answer them as best we can. And uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Melrose Pod. Give us some money and um, leave us an iTunes review, Apple Podcast review, whatever you want to call it. And we'll read it on the show. We thank you so, so much. It's good to be back. Good to be back.